first of all, to say also I'm very grateful for this opportunity to participate uh, in this Sangha Mela in this um, relatively convenient way. Um, I would, of course, um, much prefer to be in Gologadam, uh, in the shelter of Shishi Radhamadan Mohan, uh, and uh, with all of you together in one place, seeing each other, not through the medium of screens, but uh, actual physical uh, seeing of each other and so on. But alas, uh, we make the best uh, of a bad bargain. And this may be something I, want, I will speak on a little later. Um, another technical thing I want to say is, or ask, is whether it will be possible to share my screen um, because I would like to do that uh, shortly if it's possible. Yes, Maharaj, you, we will. Uh, for that, we make you back co-host. Uh -huh. So just before you want to do it, let us know, and then we, we will make the arrangements so that you can you can do it. Yes, okay. So, uh, and the next thing is I want to beg for the blessings of all the Vaishnavas present, especially uh, the senior Vaishnavas, uh, that I may be able to say something intelligent and relevant <laughs> to our subject, uh, the theme, a very nice theme, of de developing spiritual aspiration or aspirations. Uh, I hope to say something to that topic, uh, starting with, of course, the Srimad Bhagavatam. So we can say some prayers to begin. Om Ajnana Timarandasya, Jnanan Jana Shalakaya, Chakshurun Militam Yena, Tasmai Shri Gurave Nama. Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam, Stapitam Yena Bhutale, Swayam Rupakadamahyam, Dadati Svapadantikam. Vandeham Shri Guru, Shri Yutta Padakamalam, Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha, Shri Rupam Sagrajatam, Sahagana Raghunatang Vidam Tang Sajivam, Sadvaitam Savadutam, Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shri Radha Krishna Padan, Sahagana Lalita, Shri Vishakan Vitangscha. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale, Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine. Namaste Sarasvate Devi Gauravani Pracharine, Nivishesha Shunyavadi. Paschatya Deshatarini Mancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Bhavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Nama He Krishna Karuna Sindhu 
दीन बंधु जगत फते गोपेशा गोपी का कंता राधा कंता नमस्ते तप्त कंचन गौरंगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय जायतम सुरथो भंगोर मम मंदमतिर्गति मत्सर्वस्वापदम्बोज राधा मदनमो हनु जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गिराधार श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे ओम नमो भागवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भागवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भागवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत नारम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो चयमुदीराये नष्ट प्रयेश्वद्रेशु निगवत सगवतुतम श्लोक भक्ति I have um, selected a verse from the Shrimad Bhagavatam, uh, also from the second canto. Yesterday we uh, heard a very nice discussion by His Grace Suttapa Prabhu from the second canto. Um, and he explained very uh, a very interesting point after giving us a an amazing overview of the entire bhagavatam <laughs> uh how the very how the first canto uh what is the theme of the first canto it is adhikar it is qualification who is qualified who is qualified to speak bhagavatam who is qualified to hear bhagavatam and by this hearing and speaking how one becomes qualified uh, uh in uh pure devotional service and then in the second canto we have uh, an overview of sadhana we may also want to say this is abhideya this is process the 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 process by which uh we gain the prayojana the goal the purpose the aim the need prayojana can also mean mean necessity uh and so the second canto uh which is a shorter uh the second and the 12th cantos are relatively short in the second canto we're getting an idea of how to the different ways in which uh devotional service may be practiced by everyone <clears throat> uh, and so we heard yesterday 
akama sarvakamo va mokshakama udaradi tivrena bhaktiyogena yajeta purushamparam. That tivra bhakti, uh, sharp or intense bhakti, is available and desirable for everyone to practice no matter what our condition, what our motivations, <clears throat> excuse me, might be. So I have chosen um, another verse from the second canto, which comes very soon after the first, after uh, the, the one that we uh, heard yesterday. Maybe now we can uh, share screen. Let's see if I can get this up and running. Okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Let's try that again. Oh. I'm using a device here which I'm not entirely familiar with, so it's um, kind of a challenge. Let's see, screen. Maybe it's this one. Start recording or casting soon. No, that's not what I want. Um, <clears throat> Google Drive box photo document. Well, share whiteboard. Giving me all the options I don't think I want. Maybe it's screen. Okay, let's try. Okay. Yeah, it works. Okay, that works. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Just threw me out of what I wanted. Let's try it again. Uh oh. Uh, uh, uh. uh oh. We may need uh, some, an alternative. Um, let's try this. There we go. Can you see this? Yes, Maharaj, it's working. Okay, good. Thank you. So our verse is one that you may also be familiar with. Uh, it is Canto 2, Chapter 3, verse number 17. And this is spoken by uh, the sage Shonaka, Shonaka Rishi, who is sort of the, the lead speaker among the sages of Naimisharanya. And he is urging Sutta Goswami to continue speaking. Um, he wants to hear more of what it is that Shukadev Goswami has spoken uh, with Parikshit Maharaj. And so there are several verses in which he's, um, he's making this case that there must have been so much more that was spoken because it seems like Sutta Goswami, after not even three chapters of the, um, is 
is stopping, it seems as if uh, he's saying, okay, that's what Shukadev Goswami <clears throat> answered to Maharaj Pariksit's question. So, um, so that's all I have to say. <laughs> and um, so Shonaka Rishi is saying, no, 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 please. Uh, I'm sure they said something. I'm sure there was more discussion. So please report that. And this is part of his statement. He says, Ayur harati vayapungsam udyan astang chayan asal tasyarte yakshano nita uttama shloka vartaya. And I'll jump to the translation and the purport. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Śrīla Prabhupāda, Kīcāi. Translation, both by rising and by setting, the sun decreases the duration of life of everyone, except one who utilizes the time by discussing topics of the all-good personality of Godhead. Prabhupada says, <clears throat> this verse indirectly confirms the greater importance of utilizing the human form of life to realize our lost relationship with the Supreme Lord by acceleration of devotional service. You'll see that I've underlined a few words and phrases uh, in this purport just uh, because they have struck me in a particular way, and we may discuss some of this. Okay. Time and tide wait for no man. Of course, this is an English uh, expression. So the time indicated by the sunrise and the sunset will be uselessly wasted if such time is not properly utilized for realizing identification of spiritual values. Even a fraction of the duration of life wasted cannot be compensated by any amount of gold. Human life is simply awarded to a living entity, a jiva, so that he can realize his spiritual identity and his permanent source of happiness. So two things that can be realized, one's spiritual identity and one's permanent source of happiness. A living being, especially the human being, is seeking happiness because happiness is the natural situation of the living entity but he is vainly seeking happiness in the material atmosphere. A living being is constitutionally a spiritual spark of the complete whole, and his happiness can be perfectly perceived in spiritual activities. The Lord is the complete spirit whole, and his name is form, quality, pastimes, entourage, 
and personality are all identical with him. Once a person comes into contact with any one of the above-mentioned energies, that is, the name, form, quality, pastimes, entourage, and personality, uh, energies of the Lord, through the proper channel of devotional service, the door to perfection is immediately opened. In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 40, the Lord has explained such contact in the following words. Quote, endeavors in devotional service are never baffled, nor is there failure. A slight beginning of such activities is sufficient even to deliver a person from the great ocean of material fears. As a highly potent drug injected intravenously, intravenously acts at once on the whole body, the transcendental topics of the Lord injected through the ear by the pure devotee of the Lord can act very efficiently. Oral realization of the transcendental messages implies total realization, just as fructification of one part of a tree implies fructification of all other parts. And I just noted here this analogy we find in Srila Jiva Goswami's commentary on this verse. This realization for a moment in the association of pure devotees like Shukadeva Goswami prepares one's complete life for eternity. And thus the sun fails to rob the pure devotee of his duration of life inasmuch as he is constantly busy in the devotional service of the Lord purifying his existence. Death is a symptom of the material infection of the eternal living being. Only due to material infection is the eternal living entity subjected to the law of birth, death, old age, and disease. Now, in the next few sentences, Srila Prabhupada uh, speaks of another analogy, uh, which I'm going to just summarize. He's talking about charity and the results of giving charity. Um, and one may wonder why he's talking about this. Apparently, it's in the commentary of Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. I didn't have time to check. Um, and he's saying how by making an investment, uh, so one is, by giving in charity, one is making investment, which is returning so many fold, uh, depending on who one gives it to. And then he says, uh, the ultimate end of Vedic knowledge is realization of the personality of Godhead 
Lord Krishna, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Vedaishchasarvair Ahameva Vedya. There is a guarantee of monies being returned if given in charity, regardless of the proportion. Similarly, a moment passed in the association of a pure devotee by hearing and chanting the transcendental messages of the Lord is a perfect guarantee for eternal life, for returning home back to Godhead. Maddhama gatva punarjanma navidyate. In other words, a devotee of the Lord is guaranteed eternal life. A devotee's old age or disease in the present life is but an impetus to such guaranteed eternal life. Mukam karuti vachalam pangum langaitengirim yat kripa tamaham vande shrigurum dinataranam. Ayur harati vai pungsam udyan astang chayan asau tasyarte yat kshanonita uttama shloka vartaya. I selected this verse in consideration of uh, the day. Today is the last day of the year, according to the Gregorian calendar. Um, and so we celebrate a new year. Um, some of you may have plans to stay up until midnight and to greet the new year uh, in the best way possible, which is chanting, singing the holy name. Uh, others of you might wish to simply greet the new year uh, as you wake up tomorrow morning, which is <laughs> probably what I am going to do. Um, but the verse is speaking about a problem and the solution. The problem is expressed in terms of uh, time and its movement as indicated by the rising and setting of the sun. What is the problem with the rising, the udyan, and the setting, astam, of the sun, yan, um, sorry, adau, asau is referring to the sun, literally that. Um, what is the problem? Ayur harati, our life duration is, uh, is taken, harati. Uh, this, this word harati, this verb, uh, we have, mm, for example, in Bhagavad Gita, Namam duskritino mudha prapadyante naradama mayaya apahrita jnana asarambhavama srita. So apahrita, that hrita uh, is related to harati. Mayaya apahrita jnana, there uh, those whose 
knowledge is is stolen away or taken away by maya. So here, ayuhu, or duration of life, is being removed, harati, um, with the movement of the sun. For whom is this happening? Pungsam, for a living being, uh, for a human being specifically. Uh, does it happen to? Does it happen all the time? Yes. The uh, the emphasis word vi um, makes it clear. Yes, this is this is happening to everyone. Ayur harati vi pungsam. It's uh, very strongly emphasized. Such is the case for everyone, except. Rite, tasya rite, yakshana nita. Uh, someone who, who is, here it says utilized. Nita can also mean led or guided by. Guided by what? By the vartai and the varta, um, vartaya. Um, varta can mean story. So the stories of Uttama Shloka, uh, which Srila Prabhupada translates in the word for word as the all good personality of Godhead. Um, literally, he who is praised um, with uh, the best of shlokas, Uttama Shloka. Uh, so one who hears even for a moment, yakshana, um, that person becomes an exception to the rule. And that opportunity, of course, is what Shonakarishi is begging Shukadev Goswami, sorry, Sutta Goswami, to continue relating about uh, the speech of. Shukadev Goswami to Maharaj Parikshit. Later, he's going to say, look, later or just before this, he's going to say to Sutta Goswami, you know, uh, this Maharaj Parikshit is no ordinary person. He's a great, uh, powerful, not just king, but emperor. And not only that, he is a devotee. And not only that, He's been a devotee since he was a child, even before he was born, uh, because he saw the Lord in the womb. And um, who is speaking to him, Srila Shukadev Goswami, was also full in transcendental knowledge and was a great devotee of Lord Krishna, son of Vasudeva. So, and this is the logic he is applying now. So, there must have been discussion of Lord Krishna, who is glorified by great philosophers and in the company of great devotees. He's, he's reasoning that these two are so qualified. They, they met, they must have spoken about Krishna. What else would they talk about? They're not going to while away the time of day, especially 
uh, considering the circumstance, the urgency, uh, the, the sense of intensity that Maharaj Parikshit certainly felt having recognized and having accepted uh, the curse uh, to die in, in seven days. So on this last day of, uh, of this year, uh, as we sort of mark time passing, um, we can think something about, we can reflect on the nature of time and how it, uh, how it relates to us uh, in our practice of Krishna consciousness, in our um, progressing in Krishna consciousness, in our intensification of Krishna consciousness. Indeed, uh, on this day, we may feel inclined to make New Year's resolutions. And uh, then, as we heard uh, so nicely explained yesterday about uh, intensification as a uh, intensity as a intense devotion as opposed to casual devotion certainly the direction we want to go in our resolve in the development developing of our spiritual aspirations is toward greater intensity uh, tivra bhakti and one thing i want to suggest from this Purport. Uh, two things. One is we may want to, we may feel that there is a need to accelerate our devotional service. I have to say for myself, uh, this is very much the feeling as I get older. Um, I've now been, I don't know if I can say reassured. But I've heard um, it's even scientifically recognized that as one gets older, time seems to go faster. Uh, no sooner does the day begin, and I've sort of um, finished my morning sadhana and uh, begin other activities, it seems no sooner have I done this and maybe a few activities, then I all it's already time that, that the day is coming to an end. Uh, it's time to, you know, prepare for en ending the day. Uh, this becomes more and more true, or more and more our experience as we get older. And we are all getting older, as this verse says. And therefore, uh, we may, don't be surprised if you are feeling more and more an urgency to accelerate your spiritual life. And that's a good thing. Uh, Krishna is pushing us from behind and he's pulling us. Or we may want to say, um, the spiritual master, the guru, is pushing us from behind and Krishna is pulling us from in front. And I always remember one uh, devotee, one of my godbrothers, many years ago in Mayapur saying, um, 
that uh, Krishna is pulling us, kicking and screaming back to Godhead. Kicking and screaming uh, is an expression in English uh, when, when a small child is throwing a tantrum that is absolutely refusing to do something uh, that the parents want the child to do. And then he, he or she may lie down flat on the floor and, and kick and scream. So kicking and screaming, <laughs> we are being drawn back to Godhead. Uh, we don't want to be kicking and screaming. We want to be running uh, toward the Lord as, as the gopis do when they hear uh, the flute of Krishna as he's playing in the night in the forest. We want to run toward Krishna. The other uh, word I wanted to call attention to in this purport is one that Srila Prabhupada uses a lot, and that is uh, the word realize or realizing or realization. Uh, he speaks of self-realization and so on. And um, there's a history to this word, this English word, uh, but it's um, relatively recent history, uh, just going back a few hundred years. And uh, it makes me wonder, um, how would Krishna consciousness have been communicated to the wider world earlier? So Prabhupada came at the, at the right time, we may say, too. Uh, give us Krishna consciousness. One of the meanings of uh, realize is to make real. To make real. Which suggests some intentionality. Um, it suggests effort. Uh, it may also suggest work. Uh, and many different connotations it may have. Um, we, we make effort to realize, to make real um, the reality of the Lord. The Lord is the, the only real, we may say. Viladjamanaya yasya statum ikshapate muya Vimohita vikatante mamaham iti durdiya. Maya, illusion, that which is not real, is embarrassed uh, to stand before the Lord. Um, but alas, uh, we, conditioned souls, mamaham uh, iti durdiya, because of durdi, because of bad intelligence. We think mama and aham, we think, and we meditate and we, um, we chant <laughs> as, our, as our maha mantra, we chant I and mine, or mine and I. Uh, ignoring this truth, uh, that Prabhupada says here in, in this sentence, a living being is con constitutionally a spiritual spark of the complete whole. 
and his happiness can be perfectly perceived in spiritual activities. Perfectly perceived, not imperfectly, but perfectly. And then, um, going a little further down in the purport, I couldn't resist uh, this purport because of uh, the subject which is on so many people's minds these days, namely vaccination and getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated. I was, uh, I had to laugh when I saw Srila Prabhupada talks about this, using it as an analogy. As a highly potent drug injected intravenously acts at once on the whole body, the transcendental topics of the Lord injected through the ear by the pure devotee of the Lord can act very efficiently. Um, and then he gives this uh, another analogy. Analogies, um, okay, let me uh, repeat this an second analogy. Oral realization of the transcendental messages implies total realiza realization. Again, uh, the word realization. Just as fructification of one part of a tree implies fructification of all other parts. So we may see the first analogy that Prabhupada gives as a kind of modernization, a modern version of the second one which Srila Jiva Goswami gives. And incidentally, this is just, a, you know, an indication, a reminder that Srila Prabhupada based his uh, purports on the commentaries of uh, the Acharyas, especially um, Sridhar Swami, um, Srila Jiva Goswami, and uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, but also sometimes others. Um, and now, because uh, these analogies are helping us to appreciate something about the potential of hearing about Krishna, I want to say something first about analogy in general, and then I want to um, I want to discuss uh, what's called extended analogy, and then um, I want to venture into something of an experimental extended analogy, which you may or may not appreciate. I'm hoping uh, that you'll appreciate naturally. Uh, the simple point Hare, to... Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yes. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, as we see the, the text on our screen, we could also have the option to see you speak if you uh, make your camera on. Together oh. with the text, we can also see you, and that will be also uh, very, very nice. Uh, let me see if I can do this with this. Um, oh, well, what I can do is um, I, I have two machines running here, so maybe I can open this other one, mm -hmm. uh, which is not the one in which the oh, camera is. Yeah directly 
Whoops, I'm sorry, it says unable to start video. Oh. Yeah, now, now it should be now it should be possible. Oh. Mm -hmm. It um I'm trying oh. Yes, there yeah, we go. Perfect. Great. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. So um now I'm looking in two different directions. This is going to get me confused, but okay. Um, because I'm, I want to change in a minute uh, what I'm showing on the screen. I hope this is all going to work. Okay, analogy. Uh, what is an analogy? An analogy is a way to go from something we're familiar with to something that we are not familiar with. Um, and I've I've given the little formula for this that's given uh, traditionally. Let's see if I can do this. Uh, yeah. Um, A is to B as X is to Y. Um, okay, that's a little abstract, and I won't go into the details of that. But the point of this is simply that we we make connections uh, between what we're familiar with and what is concrete, usually something physical, and something that is abstract, something we are not familiar with. Um, and this is called in Sanskrit Shaka Chandra Nyaya. Shaka Chandra Nyaya. This seeing the moon through the branches of a tree. The branches of the tree help us uh, or help a small child to focus and see the, the moon between the branches. Um, I bring this up because mm, we find uh, quite some use of analogies in our tradition to understand philosophy, theology, uh, but we also find extended analogies. And one of the extended analogies that uh, is very rich uh, to help us appreciate our family of devotees is given by Srila Vishwanath, not sorry, by uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami in Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, where he gives us a picture of a family tree. Uh, the tree has a seed, uh, which is um, the seed is um, um, is Madhavendra Puri. Uh, there are roots to the tree. These are nine sannyasi associates of Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya is the trunk of the tree, and then there are two major branches, one of which is Nityananda Prabhu, the other is Advaita Charya. And then he goes on from there uh, with all of the branches and sub-branches, and he lists uh, the several um dozens of names of devotees. So that's a kind of extended analogy. 
Another extended analogy, and now we start to move into where I want to go with this, uh, is given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his discussion, uh, his teachings to Srila Rupa Goswami. He describes the practice of devotional service as, um, as a practice of gardening. And uh, I call this an extended analogy because within the analogy we find so many different details. Uh, he speaks about, well, uh, he speaks about the seed of devotion received from Krishna and Guru Bra Brahmanda Brahmite Kon Bhagavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Prasade Pai Bhakti Lata Bija. The bhakti lata bija, the bija, the seed uh, of the creeper, the lata of bhakti, uh, is received from the guru and Krishna both. Guru Krishna Prasade. They work as a team uh, to give us this seed. But then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu goes on to elaborate. And how he elaborates is one water, one, as in a garden, one waters the seed. Uh, what is the water? The water is the hearing and the chanting of the holy names, the hearing and chanting about the varta, the uh, pastimes of the Lord. And by the way, this word pastime, I find so one of the brilliant um, choices of Śrīla Prabhupāda uh, for the English language to translate the word līlā, uh, pastime, usually used in English uh, in a sense of how to waste time. Uh, but, of course, Krishna's pastimes are uh, the absolute opposite of wasting time and engagement in hearing Krishna's pastimes is the absolute opposite of wasting time. Um, but anyway, uh, so uh, the watering process and then the weeding process to get out uh, the, uh, those um, tendencies, those motivations, the impurities which can strangle this delicate um, uh, creeper of devotion, and then the fencing in to uh, keep out the elephants, the mad elephants of offense. So we make a fence in order to avoid offense. Uh, and in this way, we can develop, uh, we can cultivate a nice garden of devotion. Uh, we're, we're familiar with these analogies. I want to now propose another extended analogy, and for this I need to change. Um, let's see if this will work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that should work. Oops. Yes, okay. 
All right. I want to suggest an extended analogy for our process of developing spiritual aspirations, namely of cooking. And one justification for this is that we find so much in our literature, especially in Chaitanya Charitamrita, about prasadam, uh, the preparation of prasadam and uh, the offering of prasadam and the distribution of prasadam and the receiving of prasadam and the enjoying, uh, the relishing of prasadam with devotees. And I thought this may may be appropriate. On the other hand, you may... Uh, want to um, object um, because I'm also bringing this up because we are finding ourselves in this situation of being uh, separated. We're, We're not all together in one place where we can share prasadam together. Some of you are there in Golokadam. Others of us are spread around uh, the universe. I'm speaking from Poland. Um, But um, we can contemplate, uh, if you will, something about the process of prasadam as a process, specifically one of uh, developing and intensifying uh, or developing by intensifying our devotional practice. So I have to be a little quick with this. Um, You see on the left column uh, the various aspects or requirements for cooking. Um, And uh, we have offering at the top. So I wanted to start at the bottom And I've given in the right column some suggestions of what could be the analogs uh, to go uh, with the items in the left column, if you will. Uh, These are only suggestions, and it could be uh, that some of you will have better suggestions, and I hope uh, to hear some of those from you. Because as I thought about this, I noticed that there would be, this is not set in stone. There are many ways that one could apply this analogy. But so be it. Uh, Let's begin to look at these briefly. What do we need if we want to cook a preparation uh, to offer to Krishna? I sometimes remember back, to the year 1973, uh, when I was mm, stationed, so to say, in the temple on um, the Betanienstraat in Amsterdam. And one of my services, every Sunday it was my service to cook the sweet rice for the Sunday feast. And I very much relished this uh, this service. 
Um, I won't go into the details of some of the strain, the conditions under which this had to be done, but um, it, it was a very nice experience. In any case, what do we need? Well, first, uh, we need some fuel. If we're going to cook, that means there's going to be need of fire, uh, and for fire there is need of fuel. And what is this fuel in our practice, in our development of uh, our Krishna conscious aspirations? I would say, let us begin with our body and our mind. And uh, Srila Prabhupada so often would say, make the best use of a bad bargain. This body the physical body is a bad bargain in the sense that it has so many failings uh, and so on. We won't go into that now. Um, we all know the failings of these bodies and minds. Uh, these are parts of uh, a greater range of elements and principles described by Krishna in the 13th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, which he calls the Kshetra, the field. So we may uh, see ourselves as collecting firewood in a field uh, to prepare a fire uh, to cook for Krishna. The fire itself uh, leads me to initially think about tapasya, um, because, yes, we heard uh, from Sachinandan Swami Maharaj a couple of days ago, he quoted Rumi saying, set your heart on fire. Uh, and yes, uh, the, the, the sense of intensity, uh, inspiration, inspiration, that word means breathing in. Uh, we also breathe out. Um, we are repeatedly breathing in and breathing out pranayama. Uh, but uh, from this breathing, we are also engaging in tapasya, the, the sort of primary meaning of tapa is heat. We generate heat um, by uh, observing austerity. And of course, we have four sort of principal austerities, but um, there are, in relation to all those austerities, there are others which Krishna elaborates in the Gita. We might come back to that if time allows. Um, all right, we have fuel, we have fire. And uh, if we're going to cook something, probably we need some container, some sort of pot. Another, uh, a particular kind of pot, which I believe also Sachinandan Swami mentioned, is the pressure cooker. <laughs> and uh, this may be the sort of pot we want to meditate on in our process of developing our practice. But we also may need some other utensils, such as sharp knives, uh, a sharp knife to cut through 
uh, the illusions, the the sharp knife of detachment uh, or sword of detachment to cut through illusions uh, may be helpful. Some other kinds of utensils like measuring cup and spoons uh, will be required to stir because if you put especially milk uh, to heat in a pot and if you're not careful, if you're not constantly stirring it, it's going to burn. Now, um, before I go further upward, um, well, actually, yes, to the next step, ingredients. Uh, what is it that we're cooking? Of course, we want to cook something that will be nourishing. Mm. And what is it that nourishes us? Of course, we know Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmani Vedanam. And the emphasis is always on the first of first two of these activities, Shravanam and Kirtanam, by which or through which all the other, shall we say, ingredients of devotional activity by which uh, we make real the practice, make real Krishna consciousness uh, become available. Uh, now, in my own little quasi-meditation on this analogy, I was thinking, okay, I want to make sweet, sweet rice for Krishna. Wouldn't it be wonderful if I could get the milk uh, for this sweet rice from cows, which are um, devotee cows, which are... Um, being protected, which are being cared for by devotees uh, who can live out their natural lives peacefully and who give their milk uh, freely uh, because uh, they know their lives are not going to be cut short. How nice that would be. And go a step further, how nice it would be we would have fields growing the rice uh, which we would then be putting in the sweet rice. Uh, in other words, and and this, I think, points to something in Srila Prabhupada's vision. Prabhupada had an, an amazingly expansive vision of what is Krishna consciousness. And so, uh, as we all know, he established farm communities. He spoke of this always in relation to a social structure, uh, varna and ashrama, um, as as that by which uh, such activities uh, could be created and sustained. All of which has the singular focus of uh, making offerings to the Lord. Now, of course, we also need to have our intention, and arguably we could put intention at the very uh, beginning of this analogy, before we gather fuel and make a fire 
and get our pots and utensils and our ingredients, first we have to have intention. And what is that intention for devotees? It is simply to please uh, Guru, the Vaishnavas, and Krishna. That is really the only intention. Uh, and therefore, devotee can always be completely focused in his or her activities. With intention comes attention. And I want to suggest uh, that uh, we maybe want to contemplate that term, which I've, um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit on, but uh, attention is so important, so crucial for our practice. Uh, we may have good intentions to please Guru, Vaishnavas, and Krishna, uh, but uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, so the English saying goes. The road uh, to hell is paved with good intentions. I have lots of good intentions, but I don't know what I'm doing. And so what happens? Uh, I simply make trouble. I make trouble for myself. I make trouble for others. Uh, and uh, everything is lost. Therefore, we need guidance. And what is the guidance? Uh, Sadhu Shastra Guru Vakya Ridoye Koryo Aikya Satatam Bajibo Prema Maje. Mm. The, the Vakya, uh, which is given by Guru, Shastra, and Sadhu, um, they become our guidance um, and they become a singularity, Aikya within the heart, chitete koriya aikya. Because of our good intention, they can become, the many instructions can become a clear understanding, a clear uh, expression, a clear a clarification. Uh, what is my calling? Uh, what am I meant to do for the Lord? Good, sorry, good cooking, uh, a good cook is one who knows how to use spices properly, not too much, not too little of the right spices. Now here, I've simply suggested um, we have our personal experience. We come to Krishna consciousness, each with our own unique backgrounds. Excuse me. <clears throat> and uh, our own unique experiences in these backgrounds. Uh, and it's not something, uh, our experience is not something to simply forget. Oh, now you're starting spiritual life. Just forget everything else. Well, in a sense, yes, forget the maya, but don't forget what you have received from others. Don't forget uh, the good you have received uh, from, uh, from your mother, your father, your teachers. Your mother is your first guru, according to Manu Samhita. 
Um, not that we forget. Um, yeah. So, and we 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 learn through Sadhu Shastra Guru how to apply these spices uh, into the mix. Then we have attention, which I uh, suggest Srila Rupa Goswami uh, gives us helpful advice on in his Upadeshamrita, Utsaha Nischayat Dharya Tat Tat Karma Pravartanat. Uh, and the, the entire uh, Upadeshamrita is, we may say, giving us uh, valuable Upadesha, uh, Sara, the essence of Upadesha, uh, for how to direct our attention. So again, um, the worst case scenario, the, the cook is not attentive to his or her cooking and therefore burns the preparation. We hear of devotees being burned out. Um, perhaps there was some inattention and this has been the cause. Finally, when the preparation is ready, um, we see by our attention the sweet rice is now just at the right thickness. And actually with sweet rice particularly, you have to be careful. You actually have to stop the heat prior to when you think it's thick enough because it's going to get thicker. Uh, but finally, we make uh, a nice plate uh, for offering to Krishna and as Krishna invites us, we make the offering, patram pushpam palam toyam, yome bhaktya prayachati. We make that offering with bhakti. Tadaham bhakti paritam ashnami. Krishna says, I accept. Actually, he says, ashnami, I eat. Prayata atmana, I eat that offering which is offered. And Krishna's very kind, as we know. He eats, and at the same time, generally, he leaves also some remnant. And that remnant is what we can all uh, relish. And how do we relish? We relish in association with devotees. Okay, so this is um, my sort of attempt at uh, making an extended analogy of our practice of uh, devotion. But I want to end by suggesting, and this could be elaborated extensively, but going back to the fire. Uh, again, set your heart on fire. But how to set it on fire? By some tapasya. Now, tapasya is something we generally don't like to hear about, uh, but uh, Krishna advises us in the Bhagavad Gita in a very nice way in chapter 17. And I would uh, suggest to all of you who are listening, watching, uh, this can be some, perhaps, I don't like to use the word homework, uh, in English, this has also a very negative connotation for school children. Homework, no, no. <laughs> um, 
but um, something you can do on your own time, perhaps tomorrow. Well, maybe it's better today because you might forget tomorrow. Go to Bhagavad Gita, Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, as it is. Turn to chapter 17 and uh, to verse number 14, 15, and 16. And there you will find uh, a list of activities according to body, speech, and mind. Activities of austerity or principles of austerity uh, for body, for speech, and for mind in sattva guna. And I think if you uh, really reflect on these carefully, something from this list will emerge which you will uh, you will see as something you can work on, something practical that you can work on. Um, just the example of uh, austerity for the body, Vija guru pragya pujanam socham arjavam brahmacharyam ahimsa cha shariram tapa ucchate. Austerity of the body consists in worship of the Supreme Lord, the Brahmanas, the spiritual master, the superiors like the father and mother, and in cleanliness, simplicity, celibacy, and nonviolence. Is there something of these which we could, we are already practicing, is there something of these that we could intensify? something that we are doing casually that we could uh, make tivra uh, and thereby um, take this opportunity uh, as fully as possible to accelerate uh, our spiritual life in, whoops, in, uh, in consequential ways so that we can prepare ourselves uh, for the end of this life and move very readily into uh, our eternal spiritual position. I should stop now and see um, if there, first of all, any comments from our senior uh, Vaishnavas, I believe, his Holiness Sachinandan Swami is with us. Perhaps you want to correct uh, my attempt at an analog an extended analogy, or perhaps uh, make some other comment. But um, let me stop here and simply say thank you all very much. Hare Krishna. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Hare Krishna, thank you so much, Maharaj, for this beautiful lecture. I'm uh, not sure about this Holiness Sachinandana Swami, if he's uh, right now ready to give a comment, but mm -hmm. uh, Sutapa Prabhu is also online and was also happy to give, uh, yeah, yeah. also happy to, uh, to comment or maybe to ask a question. So we'll mm -hmm. just wait.
one short minute. Okay. And maybe, Maharaj, if you can put, uh, if it's possible to restart your camera on this particular uh, the other camera. device. Ah, yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. So let's see if we find Sutapa Prabhu. Uh, I have to make a host, sorry. Just one, one small uh, minute. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not able to turn on the other. No, that's good. Uh, like this, now we are. We, it's we okay. can see you on face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah, here is Sutapa Prabhu, please, Sutapa. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much, Maharaj. <laughs> Maharaj, I had one small uh, reflection um, and, and maybe one question. Um, mm. I, I really lo love the analogy of the, the cooking and uh, just one small reflection when I saw the word pot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think in, in Hindi, the word for pot is uh, matka. Mm. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, at one time, he compared that word to Gaudiya Math, um, oh. Math and Matka. Oh. And he made the analogy that the Gaudiya Math is not an organization, um, but it's actually a pot, <laughs> a pot which should be filled with uh, Harikatha and Hariketa. Oh, very nice. Well, and that's, if the organization is not filled with that, then it, it loses its purpose of being a pot. Yeah. To, yes. Oh, very nice. Well, so I, I just feel that perhaps that makes me feel more justified in this anal extended analogy. Then. <laughs> and Marge, I had one other question. Um, I heard uh, I heard a verse from the Niti Shastra. I've not. I've not. Um, read it myself, I heard someone quote it in the lecture, but it got me thinking and the, the verse said, um, when we chant the holy name, we should have the meditation that will die tomorrow. And when we study Shastra, we mm. should have the meditation that will live forever. Mm. Um, and just in relation to the Ayur Harati Vaipamsham, that life is being taken away, I was just reflecting on how there are certain parts of our life in which we have to have the urgency that, you know, now is the time to do it. And there are other parts of our life in which we, we can't live like that. We have to live with a, a long-term vision. Yeah. Um, and, and I was just wondering uh, whether, um, yeah, is there certain aspects of our spiritual life in which we, should definitely have a sense of urgency and the need to do it now? And are there other parts where, which naturally require a longer-term vision and how do we balance those two aspects um, to, to be kind of urgent but um, sustainable yeah. and practical? Yeah, thank you. Very nice question. As, as I heard uh, that Subhashita uh, from Niti Shastra years ago, where I read. Um, it was in Hitobadesh, I believe. And it was more general. It was simply saying, uh, you should study or learn um, as if you will live forever 
and you should practice your uh, religious practices as if you will die tomorrow. Uh, but the same point is there. Yes, about urgency and long-term, I, I like to give another analogy, uh, which is two different kinds of runners, that is, persons who run races, or different types of races. There's the, uh, the short sprint, uh, the 100-meter dash, and there's uh, the, um, you know, several kilometers uh, run. And, of course, the, the, the runners run these at different paces. The, sh the sprint, the sprinter is running absolutely as fast as he or she can do so uh, because it's just 100 meters. But uh, the, the long-distance runner, and I had a friend in high school who was a long-distance runner um, in, the, in the school team, so I would hear from him his experience. Uh, they would run several miles a day. And, of course, it's a matter of pacing. They had to pace themselves. And the challenge was uh, to know just exactly how much to pace. You know, if you go too slow, then you're going to lose the race. If you go too fast, you're going to wear yourself out uh, before you get to the end of the race. So what to do? And therefore, to your question, my general answer is it's highly individual and it's highly a matter of, or it's, I see it as a matter of experimentation, that we, we see for ourselves what works best. What is it that I can do um, more intensely, more accelerated, uh, better uh, in terms of quality, better in terms of uh, reflectivity, looking within, better in terms also of relating with others. Um, you know, so much can be said. And a lot of what we can do is not a matter of measuring, you know, more or less speed or intensity, but it's, it's about um, shifts in attitude. It's about um, seeing cultivating different ways of seeing, of ultimately seeing ourselves, how small we are, uh, and, and seeing how Krishna is the actual controller, but also seeing how we have agency. Uh, Krishna gives us agency uh, to act on his behalf. Yeah, so I would say it's really a matter of, um, to many, with many things, it's a matter of experimentation. One example might be with um, austerity of practicing ekadashi. Um, several years ago, in 1988, I was in Vrindavan. 
Uh, Sachinandan Swami was also there. And uh, uh, the late Tamal Krishna Goswami was also there. And Tamal Krishna Goswami decided he's going to do the full vrata that's described in Hari Bhakti Vilasa of, uh, you know, one meal the day before, fasting near Jal the entire Ekadashi day, staying up all night, doing kirtan and bhajan and uh, discussion. Next day, you know, the whole thing. And he invited devotees uh, to join him. It was a it was a whole event. So I joined also, and yeah, I survived. <laughs> but it took me, I think, two or three days to recover, um, more like three days. And I thought, well, that was really nice, but um, uh, it took me three days to recover. So I'm not, maybe that's not the best program for me. Um, okay, one can say more on that particular topic, but I think that gets the point. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you uh, Sutta Prabhu, for this beautiful reflection. And here, this time, we can uh, host Sachinandana's family. Maharaj is there. Hare Krishna. Uh, Thank you very, very much for this uh, very uh, educative lecture. And uh, I, I especially appreciated how you were using uh, our talk of the Bhagavad Gita and the concept of tapasya as, uh, you know, purifying the heart by the heat. And, and of course, other nice uh, points also. I have a question uh, to ask, which is quite, quite on, on my mind. Mm. I was struck a few days, uh, no, a few weeks ago, when I uh, uh, participated in an online uh, Japa retreat by Mahatma Prabhu, mm. and he said in Japa it's very important to unplug your mind from this uh, world and, and plug it into the world of Krishna. So as I was thinking about what that could mean, uh, it came to this verse came to my attention, which you quoted this morning also. This Vilajamanaya Yasya, the illusory energy of the Lord cannot take precedence, being ashamed of her position. But those who are bewildered by her, her always talk nonsense, being absorbed in the thoughts of it is I and it is mine. Um, my question is, it is clear to me we have to pluck out from this false identity, I and mine. And, uh, yeah, he said so nicely, pluck into the world 
of Krishna. Mm. Do you have any any advice, any thoughts, any inspirations? Because you know it's not so easy to to pluck out our, our whole, whole brain activities, neuro neuro uh, <laughs> activities. You know, yes, I know there's neuroplasticity. You can change your the wiring and so on. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I think we all know habits which are based on on, on a certain understanding of I. And mine is very difficult. Anything on this plucking out, uh, any idea of plucking out and plucking in? Uh, okay. Mm, thank you, Maharaj. Uh, interesting topic. Well, what comes to mind uh, briefly is is two things. Uh, if we take Mahatma Prabhu's analogy of unplugging and re replugging. Um, you know, taking modern, semi-modern technology as uh, for our analogy. Srila Prabhupada uh, used, as you well know, as probably all the devotees here well know, this analogy of unplugging the fan. Uh, he used this um, as part of his explanation of what happens at initiation. And it seems he used in his very first initiation that he gave in New York uh, to a small group of devotees who probably didn't have an entirely clear idea what they were committing themselves to. Uh, but Prabhupada was uh, very gently and firmly bringing them to that commitment. Uh, the unplugging of the fan of karma, it will continue rotating, and eventually it will stop if one keeps it unplugged. Now, here, what is the unplug analogy, keeping unplugged? I think uh, we have to turn to the positive, uh, the plugging in um, side of engaging in devotional activities and not re-engaging in activities of I and mine. Um, and the second thought that comes to mind, which perhaps addresses the natural doubt which immediately comes, how, how is it possible to just stop um, the the activities of identification of I and mine. And what I find helpful, and I'm as I speak, I'm also preaching to myself, is uh, the ability that we all have to challenge ourselves with questions. Challenge meaning simply to ask a question Take the example of uh, thinking, this is mine. This is my computer. Um, I simply ask myself, um, perhaps 
representing, in a sense, uh, the the guru, um, but also um, questioning. This is my small realization: is a very strong representation of bud of buddhi, of the intelligence. It's what um, opens up the mind. Uh, it forces the mind open with a question. Oh, is this your computer? Is it? <laughs> you know. <laughs> or that, you know, that was, uh, I spoke that in a certain tone, uh, you know. But one one could ask oneself questions also in a more gentle way. Uh-huh. This is your computer, okay. Um, so, how is how is it that you come to feel that this is your computer? Or, you are seeing this as your computer, that's all right. It is in your charge. How, now, how are you using it? Are you using it in Krishna's service? And that's where we're turning the plug, which we're pulling out from one socket into the other, from the material into the spiritual. And um, this is something which I find can be very powerful, asking oneself the question, um, which challenges whatever material formulation one is, one is, you know, churning the mind about. A general question can be there, uh, namely, is it necessary for you to think about this now? And notice that this question can be answered yes or no, and the, the questioner, the, the intelligence, is not judging the answer because your answer to the question is now the, the right time for you to be thinking about this. Your answer might be, actually, yes, it is. I need to think about this now because um, I have to make some arrangement uh, today, and if I don't think about it now, something may go um, go the wrong, go an unfortunate way. That's okay. Uh, but the question allows the mind to see an, a different option. And this is the whole challenge for our mind. The mind tends to uh, be closed up in its... Um, small sphere of senses and sense objects, right? Indriyani paranyahu indriyebhya parangmana manasastu parangbudhe yobudhe paratastu sa. And there's a hierarchy um, starting with sense objects. Above sense objects is the senses. Above the senses is the mind. Above the mind is the intelligence. Above the intelligence is the soul, but um, 
the mind tends to always be attentive to what's below it on the the senses, the sense objects. And so its perception of time is also in relation to the senses, the sense objects. So the questioning, the, the cultivating a habit of questioning the mind, and it can be very gentle questions, comes from the buddhi, from the, uh, the intelligence, uh, which then pierces through uh, this bubble of the mind so that one can uh, open up to the spiritual reality beyond. It can pop that bubble. <laughs> I hope that made some sense. Yes, yes, very very nice, uh, very practical, uh, very good for the necessary introspection mm. that guides us really on our spiritual path. Thank you. Very, very, <laughs> yes, I understood uh, very uh, clearly what you said. It's very useful. Thank you. Thank you. So, Hare Krishna, thank you. We will end uh, more or less now. We will stop with the question. And I like to thank you very much, Krishna Kshetraswami, for your beautiful presentation, for taking us in a world of contemplation and uh, with those beautiful analogies and really amazing purport that was there for this, this verse. Thank you for being with us. And now we will end this morning lecture with the darshan of Shishila Damadan Mohan. And we like to invite you for the evening session today, starting at six o'clock. We will have a few extra presentations. We will have a meditation by His Holiness Sachinandana Swami after his lecture about making a powerful step into the new year. And yeah. We wish you a beautiful day and see you this evening again. So again, if I may say, if I may just say, again, thank you, uh, Gora Hari Prabhu, for this opportunity. And Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai. Hare Krishna.